All right, so we'll say good morning. Let us begin. We'll begin by starting to thank our sponsors, to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors, Yona and Shushi Ehrenfeld, for dedicating all of the Shiurim and Drashos this month of Chodesh Iyar in loving memory on the Zech Nishmas. Yonah's grandfather, the grandfather, I'm sorry, Yosef Ben Shmuel Aaron. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Nisham will have an Aliyah and the family a Nechama. We thank our Week of Learning sponsor, Jack Bennett, in memory of Sergeant Nikolai Rappaport of the Givati Brigade, who was killed in Lebanon in a Hezbollah ambush on February 7th, 1998. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Nisham will have an Aliyah and the family in a Chamanabosi. With that, let us begin. So, Shachiyanu, Vikimanu, Vihigiyanu, Lazmanazeh. That's Bir Zochem, Yerz Hashem. To begin, Mesechas Yuma, an incredible, overwhelming, and beautiful Mesechta. And we're both say, well, let's, let's jump right in. So, we'll say, so just, you'll notice, I think, did I send that on the WhatsApp yesterday? The, uh, the picture of the Beis HaMikdash? Did I send? I did? Okay, good. So, we'll say, so you'll, you'll refer to that. That picture will be helpful to you. We don't need it as much for today, um, although we will we will make a quick reference to it as well this morning. But ultimately, Yuma is going to be very much focused on a lot of the avod in the basement, as well as with incredible agarta and halacha and many, many, many other things as part of. Did I forget something? No, I fixed it. I fixed it. The zoom, yeah. So as, as many as well as many other things that Amir Tashem we will go through. Over the course of this Masechta. So also, so you'll, you'll, ref, you'll see, we'll make reference to that picture today just a little bit. With that, let's begin. I will say, you know, as, as I mentioned, as I mentioned the other day, we're speaking about Karbanos, Unashama Param Svasenu. So the beautiful, the amazing part is, Yom Kippur is one day out of the year. And on one hand, we say to ourselves, oh, it's only one day. And not else the fasting, the fasting is fine that it's one day, but else the experience. And just out the his oros of this incredibly special day. The beautiful part is that for the next uh, 80 plus days, every day is Yom Kippur. Every day is Yom Kippur. Every single day, we will get to tap into the holiness, to the kedusha, to the sanctity of this incredible day. So an incredible schosu. With that, let's begin. Shivas Yomim Kod Yom Kippur. And by the way, you're going to see also... It's so nice to be back in Bavli. It's like seeing an old friend who you haven't seen for 22 days. Our Hashem Yerushalmi, as we've seen, is a, is a little bit different, just a little bit different than the rest of our limos. So you'll see back, back to the regular Lashon, back to the regular Shakla Vitaria. And with that, let us begin. Seven days before Yom Kippur, we separate out the Kohen Gadol from his home and we take him to the Lishkas Parhedrin. So we'll says we're going to discuss. We'll take a look. Take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Once again, also we're back to Rashi and Tosis, which is nice. So Rashi on the right hand side of the page, in case you've forgotten over the last twenty-two days, Rashi says Shivas Yom Kol Yom Kippur Mafishin Kol Gadol Shekal Avodas Yom Kippurim Enok Shera Elabo. The avod of Yom Kippur can only be performed by the Kohen Gadol. Kediyalef Baharius. So again, because the Avod of Yom Kippur is only kasha through the Kohen Gadol, 
it, we'll, we'll see exactly why we're sequestering him, but we go ahead and essentially take the coin a little out of his home right after Rosh Hashanah. Because remember again, even in Eretz Yisrael, Rosh Hashanah is two days. So right after Rosh Hashanah, we go ahead and we take the coin Gadol out of his home and we take him to the Lishkas Parhedrin, which as we're going to see was a chamber inside of the Beis HaMikdash. So Rabbi say, just if you look at the image I sent you yesterday on the, on the chat, so you'll see again, you can see the Lishkas Parhedrin is, it's Chamber Chaf, Chamber Chaf. So you can notice it's situated kind of right in the middle of the Beis HaMikdash, compound, pretty right between like the Azara and the Kodesh. It's, 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 uh, so again, it's, it's, it's a box chaf, it's chamber chaf. And again, as we're going to see, the interesting part about the Lishkas Parhedrin is that it can be accessed from the outside of the Beis HaMikdash as well. In other words, you, I don't know that you could see it as much on this particular picture, but you'll see again behind, behind Lishka Chaf, you'll see there are stairs on the outside, so you don't have to walk through the Azara in order to access Lishkas Parhedrin, but you can even access it from the outside as well. So seven days before Yom Kippur, we go ahead and we sequester the Kohen Gadol in the Lishkas Parhedrin. What else do we do? We go ahead and we, we, we go ahead and we appoint a replacement Kohen Gadol. Right, a backup coin goggle. In the event Shema Yarabo Psul, lest something happen to the regular coin goggle, we need a replacement because we all say this goes back to what we just said before. Since the Avolta of Yom Kippur can only be performed through the coin goggle, therefore it is of vital importance that we have a coin goggle. So not only do we sequester him from his home seven days before Yom Kippur in order to prepare for the Avoda, but we also prepare a backup. Now we'll say we're gonna discuss this is not such a Hiddish because in general there is the position of the Skan Kohen Gadol. And the Avodah, the, right, the job of the Skan, ultimately was to go ahead and be prepared to stand in should something happen to the Kohen Gadol. Shemi Arba Psul. Rabbi Yehuda Yehuda says, this is incredible, Av Isha Acheres Maskinilo Shema Tamo Not only do we appoint a replacement Kohen Gadol, but we also appoint a backup wife. A backup wife. Why, for what purpose? Lest the Kohen Gadol's wife die, and the halacha is, So, I will say, the Pasuk says that the Kohen Gadol will atone for himself and on behalf of his household. The household that they are referencing over here is his wife. So not only do we appoint the backup Kohen Gadol, but we also appoint a backup wife for the Kohen Gadol. In the event that his wife should pass away, we have the ability to have him married before Yom Kippur. This way he's suitable to do the avoda. Be interesting to see exactly how that played out in one shalom bias, right? Again, I don't know if you introduce your current wife to your backup wife. However, it works. But but lemaisa, I don't know. The Gemara says, however, interesting enough, Amrulo. So they said, Shabbi Yehuda, no, 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 no. We'll appoint a backup coin gadol, but we are not going to appoint a backup wife for one simple reason. Imkain ein ledaver sof. Because we will say, if you do this, if you do this. There's not, once you're going to start being, I understand, you want to be choshish and maybe something's going to happen to the coin gadol. Because also remember again, the fact that a coin gadol could become disqualified for avodah of Yom Kippur, that's not so far-fetched. Remember again, that could happen in a variety of way. Tumas, two ways, Tumas mace, quite corpse exposure. Tumas sheretz, he comes in contact with a dead rodent. Tumas carry, he has a seminal emission. There's so many different things that could occur over the course of these seven days, and even night before Yom Kippur, 
it makes sense. It's good protocol to have a backup coin gadol. But beyond that, so they say to Rabbi Yehuda, you're going to start appointing a backup wife. Well, then we're going to see in the Gemara. Well, then maybe you should appoint a backup to the backup, right? Because again, if, if, the, if the wife could die, the backup could die, the backup to the backup could die. Ein ledavrasov, which Rabbi says is an incredible statement, both alz halacha and hashkafa, which is in life, also an incredible yisod. In life, you have to put in hishtadlus, right? In life, you must go ahead and put in proper effort. But a person also has to realize that too much hishtadlus, too much hishtadlus could, <coughs> could backfire in a number of different ways. First of all, too much hishtadlus could undermine a person's emuna. Right? A recognition. I have to put in my effort. But the Rebano Shalom runs the show and choreographs the circumstances and situations. And also what it could do is, a person will say there's a term of analysis paralysis. If a person analyzes every single thing that can go wrong in any given situation, the only logical thing to do is absolutely nothing. Because when you contemplate, right, you're about to cross the street, and you go and you contemplate all the things that could go wrong with crossing the street, or all the things that could go wrong if you go ahead and you get into your car, you begin to analyze all of these things, then by definition, simply, you won't act. Because the risks, are the, the potential risks are so high. So obviously, life is this incredibly delicate balance between, of course, analysis, between forethought, between contemplation regarding, again, proper risks, but then also realizing that sometimes you just have to do, you just have to go, you just have to move. So the Gemara says, in Cain, if you're going to contemplate every potential risk and every potential thing that can go wrong, ain't ledover sof. So the Gemara goes right. We'll say, I'll tell you an interesting sas MS. On the, on the Gemara, but first maybe we'll go a, a little bit weiter in the Gemara. So, Tanan Hasam, so we learned over there. So, we learned, we learned, we learned there. Shiva Siam called Nusyafa Sapara. So, we'll say the Gemara is quoting now another Mishnah, a Mishnah from Mesechas Para, where the Mishnah discusses the idea that seven days before the offering of the Para Aduma, Hayumafishin Kohen Hasarif Hasapara Mi Beso, Lilishka Shalpani Habira Safona Mizracha. So, we'll say seven days before the Para Aduma was offered, they would also go ahead and sequester the coin who was going to do the avoda for seven days, for seven days. And they would go in and sequester him to a chamber, literally, to a chamber that is facing the bira. Now we'll discuss exactly what that word means, bira. We'll see just in a few lines. Safona Mizracha, on the northeast corner of the, presumably of Beis HaMikdash, the Lishkas base Ha'even Haisa Nikres. And ultimately, again, it was called, the name of this chamber was the Lishkas base Ha'even. That was the name. Literally, again, Lishkas, the stone Lishka, or the Lishka of stone. The Lama Nikres. The Lama Nikres, Lishkas base Ha'even. So why was the chamber called the Lishkas base Ha'even? This is fascinating. Shekol Ma'asel Bikli Gololim. Because I will say the entire service of the para aduma was performed with utensils made of gilolim is animal dung. So utensils made of dung, utensils made of stone, and utensils made of adama. I will say now what I want to point out is as follows. Adama, you'll say to yourself, that sounds like the same thing as 
as what? As cheres, as earthenware. But earthenware is mekabel tumah. So what's happening over here? Take a, take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Shekal ma'asel, shalpara, klei gilalim, tzifiei bakar. So again, literally it's cow dung, dried cow dung, fashioned into a utensil. Klei adama, Rashi says, she'in asuyin kekli cheres. So klei adama is different than klei cheres. How so? Because again, she'in asuyin kekli cheres bekevshan, so we'll say this is actually interesting. Kleadama, what they're calling earth earthen earthenware or, or earthen vessels, are made in one of two ways. Either you would take softer rock and hollow it out, or the second possibility was they would fashion something out of dirt, but as opposed to an earthenware vessel, klicheres, which is hardened in a kiln. Right, it's put in an oven. It's put in an oven, and the heat hardens it. Clay adama often is left to dry in the sun. So we'll say, what's the common denominator between clay gilalim, clay adama, and clay avanim? Right, utensils made of dung, stone, and dirt. They're not makabel They're not makabel This so is very interesting. So therefore, again, all of the utensils used with para aduma were not makabel tumas. Just to kind of so just to understand what the information had been given. The Kohen who was going to do the avoda for the paraduma was sequestered from his home in a in a chamber called the Lishkas Beis Ha'even. Why was it called the Lishkas Beis Ha'even? Because inside of that chamber they would also keep the utensils for the paraduma. What type of utensils were they used for paraduma? Well, stone utensils was one of them. In addition to dung utensils and earthen utensils. They would sequester the coin for the paraduma for what purpose? Again, bepashtos, to teach him the avoda. Because the, right, the avoda of the paraduma was complicated, much like the avoda of Yom Kippur. So they sequestered him in order to teach him. So I will say, listen to this. Why do they have to use these type of utensils by paraduma? Right, and I will say, remember again, we use metal utensils in the base of Mikdash all the time, right? So we use, again, we use gold, we use silver, we use copper. It's not like in the base of Mikdash where makbit use utensils or art in the Kabbal Tumah. So why by para aduma, why by para aduma? And I both say, by the way, it's even a stronger question. Because remember, is the avodah of the para aduma inside of the base of Mikdash? No. Not really the avodah of the base Remember, we spoke about this before. The, we, saw, we saw this in Shkalan, I will say, right? By the bridges, by the bridges that were built by the Kohan Gidolim for Paradum. Paradum was done on Harazesim. It was done across the valley. So therefore, again, Halach so why do you have to go ahead and use Kalim that are not Mechabal Tumah for Paradumah? So we'll say, this is incredible. This is incredible. My Taima, what's the reason? Kevan Titvul Yom Kasher Bepara. Because we'll say, listen to this. Tvul Yom is permitted to go ahead and do the service of para aduma. Now, I will say, now remember again, what's a Tvul Yom? Remember, Halacha Lamaisa, if someone becomes Tameh, and then they immerse in a mikvah, so for, for many types of Tumah, immersion in a mikvah is, is, a, is a step, but you need what's called Harav Shemesh. You need the sun to set, right? You need the sun to set. And then ultimately, again, you could go ahead and become Tahar. So interestingly enough, the Gemara says, this is fascinating, Para Aduma was dafka done by a Kohen who was a Tavul Yom. Now, I will say, this is mind-blowing. This is absolutely, if, if it wasn't f- 6 o'clock in the morning, you'd be falling off your chair from shock from this. I will say, this is absolutely mind-blowing. Are you kidding me? Para Aduma is the service that is most closely related to Tara, to purity. And you're telling me now that the paradum was dafka done by a coin that's a tvul yom. I will say, if you think you can't get crazier, watch this. This nun, get ready. What type of tvul yom? 
Metamin hayu hakoin asarif hasapara. Jose, listen to this. We would that we would purposely be metame the kohen who is going to do the avod of the para aduma. Do you hear this? Do you hear this? We would purposely be, it's shocking, we would purposely be metame him. So I will say he's training for seven days to do the paraduma, and right before he does the paraduma, you know, we, we know we say to him, here, hold this, hold this. And what is it? It's a dead sharetz, for, for illustration purposes, right? It's a dead sharetz. Here, hold this. And suddenly what he's tame, then we tell him, okay, go to the mikvah, and now he's a tavul yom. And I say, oh, now you're ready. Now, now you're ready to do the paraduma. What? Why would you do this? Listen to this. say this was in order to go ahead and disprove the false ideology of the Tzdukim. Remember again, the Tzdukim were a sect who only believed in Torah Shabbat Peh. I'm sorry, Torah Shabbat And not Torah Shabbat Peh. Only in the written law and not the verbal law. Because the Tzdukim says, The Tzdukim held that only a Kohen who was fully pure, who was fully tar, both mikvah as well as Harif Shemesh, could go ahead and do the avod of the paraduma. Therefore, so therefore, we're going to both say, in order to show the Tzdukim, that ultimately, again, they were wrong, that even a Kohen who's a Tzvul Yom has the ability to do the Avodah, they would purposely be mitame the Kohen, in order to go ahead and show that even a Tzvul Yom could go ahead and do the avoda of para aduma. So I will say, but as a countermeasure to that, but there's a concern. The concern, of course, is that Allah, if you're going to allow a Kohen who is a Tvulyum to do the Avoda, what could happen? What could have to do Paraduma? People could end up treating Paraduma lightly. Right? They could end up, they could end up t- you know, taking certain liberties with this. So kind of in order to offset the Kula of Tvulyum, they legislated a Chumrah. What's the Chumrah? You could only use utensils that are not Mechabal Tumah for Paraduma. So I'll say that was the countermeasure. So on one hand, we're going to be Metame the coin, allow a Tvulyum to do Paraduma. Why? Lahotzi miliban shal tzedukim. To show the Tzedukim that they were wrong. But lest people therefore come to take liberties with the sanctity of Paraduma, will legislate a Chumrah, counterbalancing Chumrah, which is you can only use utensils that are not Mechabal Tumah, such as stone utensils, dung utensils, and earthen utensils. Let's say, I just want to point out something amazing. What do you see from here? Why, why, did, they have to, why, why did the rabbis have to actively repudiate the Tzedukim? Why not just say, leave it alone? Because also you see from here that sometimes in life, it is very important to take a stand against things which are wrong. Sometimes in life, you just have to ignore and move on. Right? And whatever, you say, listen, that, that's your opinion. That's this, live and let live, it's fine. And other times, when the falsehood or the lies are so detrimental to the sanctity of Torah, to the sanctity of the Riban L'Sholom, to the sanctity of Yiddishkeit, then one must take a stand and one must say, no, you're absolutely unequivocally wrong. The great challenge of life is, you know, some, there are some people who like to always take a stand on every single issue, and there are some people who lack the courage and conviction to take a stand on any issue. So like most things in life, like we see, you see there's a theme over here, a theme of balance. Right? It's like, it's, it's a balance. It's a balance. When to know, when to just turn 
a deaf ear and say, whatever, and move on with your life, and when to say, no, this, this deserves a macho, this deserves an objection, this deserves, this deserves vociferous opposition, for this is incredibly wrong and fundamentally dangerous. So just like we saw that when it comes to ishtadlos, imkain ein ladaver sof, Right? When it comes to how much effort you expend for something to go ahead and address a particular risk, you have to go ahead and have the balance. When do you go ahead and analyze and when do you just go ahead and act? When do you concern yourself with every single risk versus when they say, listen, I did my part, the rest is up to the Ribbon Shal Olam. When do you make a macha? When do you object to something versus when do you just turn a deaf ear and move on? Incredible balance in life. We will say the Gemara goes back. So remember again, we're focusing now on Paraduma for just a moment. So now we said we sequester the coin to a chamber called the Lishkas Beis Ha'evan, and we go ahead and, and that chamber is located in the northeast of the Beis HaMikdash. So why, why the northeast? Because ultimately, again, since, since, since it's a Chatas, right? Paraduma is considered in the Chatas family. And Chatas ultimately has the sprinkling of his blood in the north. Oksivban, it says by Paraduma, al nochach penei oamoid, which literally means to the east. You sprinkle it towards the east of the oamoid. Therefore, takino le rabban alishkat safona mizracha. So again, since Paraduma has elements that require the north, elements that require the east, Therefore, the chamber in which they prepared the coin Lishkas base Ha'even was located in the northeast. Therefore, we'll say the positioning of the chamber itself in the northeast in the northeast area was a reminder to the coin of the various things that had to be done in the various directions. Incredible. So, my bira. By the way, what's the bira? Because remember, the mission, the Gemara said that the chamber, the chamber of the Lishkas base Ha'even, was located. Alpaneha bira, what's the bira? So the Gemara says, My bira, Amrabiochanon, The bira was a partic- was the name of a particular area in the Harabayas. Vishlagish Amarishlagish says, No, no, no. Kala Mikdash Kulo Kari Bira. Bira is just another name for the base Hamikdash. So we'll say bira literally means what? A tower. So ultimately, bira is just another name for the base. I mean, the shneamar habira asher hachinosi, the bira that I prepared. So we'll say. So again, if we go with that last approach, all the gemara is saying is that Allah halamaisa the lishkas base haevan was in the base hamikdash compound. Beautiful. So we'll say now the gemara says minah So we'll say. So what it turns out is we now have two different examples of the coin being sequestered in preparation for an avoda. The first example, the first, the, right, the first situation is Yom Kippur, or Mishnah. The coin Gadol is sequestered for seven days prior to the avoda of Yom Kippur. Right? Where is he sequestered? Where? Lishkas Parhedjin. Just remember, again, we'll say these, these are the ways good Chazar is always incredibly important, but again, there are still notebooks from Shkalim. We're going to have notebooks for Yuma also. But until then, take your notes, write down these major Nakudos, because these are the things to remember from the Daf. Kohen Gadol sequestered seven days beforehand, Lishkas Parhedrin. Good. Even though the Mishnah didn't spell it out, Bipashtus, we understand why he's being sequestered. He's being sequestered because they need to teach him all the intricacies of the Avoda, because the Avoda is only Kshira Bo. Only a Kohen Gadol could do the Avoda Yom Kippur. But say, you know, Yom Kippur is an exhausting day for all of us. Can you imagine for the Kohen Gadol, for the Kohen Gadol, he did everything that day. Every single thing in the base of Mikdash was him and only him. There are people to help facilitate certain things. But every sacrificial thing was done ultimately by the Kohen Gadol. So that's Kohen Gadol. Second example of it is Para Aduma. In preparation for the Para Aduma, Kohen, remember again, Para Aduma, 
doesn't necessarily have to be done by the Kohen Gadol, but it appears more often than not was done by the Kohen Gadol. Also sequestered seven days. Where was he sequestered to? Good, we learned it three minutes ago. Good, Lishkas Beis Ha'eben. Lishkas, excellent, excellent, good. Keep up with the Chazara. Right, good, Lishkas Beis... Come on, help me out. Help me out a little bit. Right, Lishkas Beis Ha'eben. Good, sequestered there for seven days. And again, remember to train him to do the Para Aduma. So we'll say, Sinavi Gimara says, by the way, Minahanimili, where do we see this concept of sequestering Kohanim for seven days prior to an avodah, like where 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 is this? Because they both saying, remember again, the Gemara will often ask this kind of question. It's intriguing because when the Gemara says question, I say to myself, I don't. Why do I need a makar? Right? They both say, what's the simple answer? Why do we sequester? From where do we know that you sequester a coin for seven days prior to the avodah? Where do you know it? Again, I don't. Do I need a pasuk for that? Meaning, at, at the end of the day, isn't it just logical? In other words, I have to prepare the Kohen. Okay, so remember, we'll say, why seven days? At least for Yom Kippur, that's right after Rosh Hashanah, right? If you take him seven days before Yom Kippur, that pretty much places you at Som Gidalia, right? Right after Rosh Hashanah. And that's the, that's the period of time to go and prepare for Yom Kippur. But I will say, the way that a Jew operates in life is that anything and everything I know is from Torah. Anything and everything is from Torah. There's nothing in my life that doesn't have its root in the Torah Kedosha. So if you're going to tell me that we sequester a coin for seven days, you need to tell me where that concept comes from in the Torah Kedosha. So Menahani Mili, from where do I know this? Says the Gimara, Amra Minyumi Bar Chilke Amra Mechas Yabar Idi, Amra Biochna Amra Kra. I will say this is great. Last week's parsha, Kasher Asa Bayom Azeh Tziva Hashem Lasos Lechaper Alechem. We'll say the par- the pasuk says in Parashat Shemini that that which they did on this day, Tziva Hashem Lasos Hashem commanded them to do Lechaper Alechem. We'll say remember again what happened on Yom Hashemini. The eighth day was the dedication of the Mishkan. What happened in the seven days prior to the eighth day? Practice. Practice. The Kohanim were trained. So you see a biblical, you see a biblical proof to the notion that you prepare Kohanim for seven days in order to do something dramatic on day eight. So the Gemara says, now the Gemara Darshan is the Pasa, because it says, Kasher that which was done on this day, i.e. on the eighth day, meaning the seven days of preparation, Tziva Hashem God commanded Klav Yisrael, Lasos to do, Lechapra Aleichem. So the Gemara Darshan is, Lasos, Elumai Separa. So Lasos to do, that is a reference ultimately to the Para Aduma, Lechaper, to atone, Elu Ma'ase Yom Kippurim. That ultimately, again, is a reference to Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. So the Pasuk itself makes an allusion, the Pasuk by Parashat Shemini, that speaks of the seven days of preparation for the inauguration of the Mishkan, makes a reference, Lasos Lechaper. Lasos refers to Paraduma. Lechaper ultimately refers to Yom Kippur. So the Gemara says, Bishlam Kulekras. Let's analyze. So, Bose, take, take a look, by the way, at Rashi for just a moment. Kasher Asar Rashi says, The Torah commanded, before the inauguration of the Mishkan, the Torah commanded the Kohanim to separate from their homes for seven days. And on the eighth day, they did the Avodah in the Mikdash, or in the Mishkan. Kasher tziva lasos lidoros lifrosh zayin lifne avodas yom echad. So I will say, so really quite quite interesting. Salochalamaisa the makar 
for the notion of a seven-day preparation before an incredibly important seminal event is, is, is the inauguration of the Mishkan. Seven days they prepared, Yom Hashmini was the Avodah. So look what the Gemara says. Now, both sides. now remember, the Gemara's understanding that the allusion to Yom Kippur and Paraduma comes from two words. Lasos lechaper, right? Lasos, lasos lechaper aleichem. So lasos is paraduma. Lechaper ultimately again is Yom Kippur. So it says the Gemara, Bishlama kulei krabe paraduma tukom. You're right. You can't tell me that the entire pasuk, meaning lasos lechaper aleichem, is a reference to para aduma. Why not? Because the Gemara says lechaper ksiv upara la bas kaparehi. Because they both say the Torah uses lashon of lechaper. Para aduma is not lechaper. What, is par, what does para aduma do? It's metaher. Right? So say these, often we use these words interchangeably, but they're, very, they're dramatically different words. There's tara and there's kapara. Tara means to be cleansed from ritual impurity, to be cleansed from, to be cleansed from tumah. Kapara ultimately is atonement. Even though we use them, you know, Rabbi Soloveitchik, Rabbi writes about this in his, in his Tshuva Drashas, that, that about the two different aspects of Tshuva, of Kapara and Tara. And he, rep- he speaks out the idea that sin, that hate, is goring two things. It's goring Onesh and Tumah, right? It causes, again, liability for punishment and, ritual Im- and, and, and spiritual impurity. And therefore, Tshuva itself has these two parts as well, Kapara and Tara. We'll, we'll see in just a moment. Anyway, tangent. So the Gemara says as follows. By, so I understand the Pasuk can't be referring to Paraduma because the Pasuk says, Lasos lechaper aleichem. And, and Paraduma is not Mechaper. It's not Mechaper. It doesn't atone. It purifies what it doesn't atone. Ela ema kulei krabi yom ha-kipurim ksiv. But I will say, I don't understand. Why don't you interpret the entire phrase of Lasos lechaper aleichem as just referring to Yom Kippur? And maybe there's only a din of sequestering by Yom Kippur, but no such halacha by para aduma, to which the Gemara says, Amri Yolif Tziva Tziva, because you're say, make a gzera shava of Tziva Tziva, Ksiv Hacha Tziva Hashem Lasos, it says over here, by Yom Hashmini, right by the inauguration of the Mishkan, Tziva Hashem Lasos, and it says, by para aduma, Zos Chukasa Torah Shertziva Hashem Lemar. So I will say it says by Paraduma Tziva also. So just like it says Tziva by Paraduma, it says Tziva by the inauguration of the Mishkan. And just like the inauguration of the Mishkan required seven days sequestering before the Avoda, so too Paraduma requires seven days sequestering prior to the Avoda as well. The Gemar Simala Halan Para, Afkan Para, Umakan Prisha, Afla Halan Prisha. So it turns out, interestingly enough, just, just so you follow the, the stages of the limud. At first we thought that paraduma was going to be learned out from the phrase, Lasos lechaper aleichem. Lechaper refers to Yom Kippur. Lasos refers to para aduma. But the Gemara just says, by the way, that phrase, Lasos lechaper aleichem, could also just as easily fully refer to what? Fully refer to Yom Kippur. To which the Gemara says, you're right. If you want to learn out, if you want to learn out, Para Aduma, you can also learn that from Xer Shava of Tsiva Tsiva. Right? It says Tsiva by Paraduma, it says Siva by Yomashmini, and therefore teaches me that there's a dinner for Rasha. The Gemara's Ahmed Bezer will say, Ve'ima, Ve'ima, Siva, Siva Diomakipurim. But maybe the Xer Shava of Tsiva Tsiva also is only for Yom Kippur. Because the Pasik says, 
they they did as Mo, as as Hakadosh Baruch Hu commanded Moshe. To which the Gemara says, interestingly enough, Donin Siva Delifne Asiya Mitsiva Delifne Asiya Vein Donin Siva Dela Achar Asiya Mitsiva Delifne Asiya. So we'll say, interestingly enough, what the Gemara says as follows: By Yom Kippur, it's just interesting, a technical issue over here. By Yom Kippur, the way the pasuk is written is it says, Vayas Kasher Tsiva Hashem Es Moshe. Tsiva is written after Asiya. See, means the performance. So it says, Vayas, they performed. And then it says, as Hashem commanded. If you notice again, by Para Aduma, as well as by, as well as by, by as well as by Parsha Shmini, so interestingly enough, ultimately again, the Tziva is written before Asiya. So in other words, even though you could technically make the Gzir Shava of Tziva Tziva from Yom Kippur to Parsha Shmini to the inauguration as well, but the tziva of Para Aduma more closely resembles the tziva of Yom Hashmini than the tziva of Yom Kippur resembles the tziva of Yom Hashmini. Why is that? Because both by Para Aduma and Yom Hashmini, the inauguration, the tziva precedes the asiya versus by Yom Kippur, ultimately again, the asiya, the quote-unquote performance, precedes the tziva. Okay, so the says, I the ima tziva der kabaros. We'll say this is very interesting. Maybe there's another Gzair Shabbat. And maybe it's not Tziva Tziva from Paraduma to inauguration, but maybe it's Tziva of Karbonos to inauguration. I will say this is pretty wild. If you were to make, make this Gzair Shava of Tziva of Karbonos to inauguration, what, what, what reality would that yield? What would it yield? What it would tell you is that before, before the performance of any carbon, of any carbon, a coin must what? Must what? Must be sequestered for seven days in order to prepare him to do the avodah. Take a look at the top Rashi. Beis on the beis. Ve'imatziva the kabbanos lahatzich kol koina ovid b'mikdash prisha the kabbanos sibar. In achidami, maybe a kohen needs to be sequestered before he goes ahead and he does any karban. Ve'imatziva the kabbanos tichsiv biyom tzavos so es bnei yisrael. Kazos again halacha lamaisa. The pasuk says by kabbanos as well biyom tzavos so. Well, on the day that he commanded, Klav Yisrael. So you have Tziva by Kabanos, you have Tziva by Miluim inauguration, just like inauguration required seven days sequestering and preparation, so too maybe before every single Karban, a coin has to be sequestered to be prepared for the Avodah. To which the Imran says, no. Done in Tziva mitziva. So first of all, the Gemara says, it's not a pure Gzera Shava. Why? Because although the Shorish is the same, the words are not. We would rather go ahead and dash in a Gzera Shava of Tziva Tziva, than what? Tzavo So to Tziva. I will say, even though the words mean the same thing, if you have a choice between making Gzera Shava between Karbanos and Inauguration, Karbanos and Miluim, but Karbanos has Tzavo So, and Miluim, inauguration has Tziva, versus Para Aduma, which has Tziva, and Miluim, which has Tziva, we would rather go with the Gzair Shava between Para and Miluim than between Karban and Miluim. Tushi Gemara says, but one second, that's disingenuous. I'll tell you why. My Nafkamino, but Tanadavira Bishma said this also, this, this Trasha shows up, it feels like an Eri Masechta. I, but we learned in Shiv Rabbi Shmuel, the Shava Kohen, Uba Kohen. Right? Ultimately, again, the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says, the coin will come, or literally, again, the coin will return and the coin will come. They both say, this is by Tzara Sabatim. So remember, again, very quickly, what this refers to is as follows. When, when a person says, I think that there's Tzaras in my home, the coin comes. He sees some stuff around some of the stones. So what does he do? 
He scrapes out the plaster, the, the, the affected plaster. He takes out the stone. And ultimately, they lock up the house for seven days. If, again, the coin comes back seven days later and the stuff is back or it's spread, they, they remove it again and lock it up for another seven days to see what happens. So both said, the process is the same the first time the coin comes and the second time the coin comes. Where do we learn out that the process is the same? From the Lashon of Veshava coin, Uba coin. The coin comes, the coin returns. So I will say, interestingly enough, we make a Gzir Shava between the two visits of the coin based on Veshav Uba, which tells you that what? Very simple, tells you that what? Tells you what? That Gzir Shava doesn't really even require identical words, which is a little bit mind-blowing and goes against all of our Chinuch in Gemara. Because I will say again, Right, Talmudic methodology 101 is Gzir Shavar requires the same word, except when it doesn't. So in other words, meaning there are examples of Gzir Shavas that are made from even dissimilar words, like Vishav Uba. Right? The Gzir Shava is meant that in both situations the coin is coming into the house. So the process is the same every time the coin comes into the house. So the Gemara says, don't tell me you can't make a Gzir Shava from what? From Tzava So to Tziva. Tzava So to Tziva is the same word. If you can make a Gzir Shava from Vishava coin, Uba coin, you can absolutely make a Gzir Shava from Tziva to Tzava So. Well, if that's the case, maybe the Gzir Shava is not between Para Aduma and Miluim to teach you that just like Miluim, the inauguration had seven days preparation, so too Para Aduma seven days preparation, maybe the Gzir Shava is from Karbonos to Miluim. So we'll say, which is my book, to teach me that before a coin does any carbon, he is sequestered for seven days properly trained and prepared for the carbon. To which the Gemara says, Hanimili, you're right. You can make a Gzir Shava with dissimilar words. But when is that? Hecha deleka de domila. They don't say that's only when you don't have identical words. Aval hecha deika de damile, midedamile afian. So also, to which the Gemara says something very, very logical. The Gemara says, you're absolutely right. You can make a Gzir Shava from dissimilar words. When? When you don't have another similar context to make Xer Shava from. But if you have a choice between making Xer Shava between identical words versus non identical words, of course you make the Xer Shava between the identical words. So, therefore, I will say, for example, if we set the table over here, what do we have in front of us? We know, I will say, the source. The source for sequestering is where? Source for sequestering? Miluid. Right? That's the source for sequestering, the inauguration of the Mishkan. Now we're trying to learn out other concepts from the Miluim. So right now it's on the table. So Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, we're good, right? Where do you learn Yom Kippur from? One word. L'chaper. Right, so Yom Kippur, we're good. Paraduma, we're trying to learn out. We thought maybe it's Lassos, but even Lassos, it's not so... Why does that refer to, why does that refer to Paraduma? Fine. Tziva, Tziva, Gzir Shava. says Tziva by Paraduma, Tziva by Miluim. So the Gemara tries to say, well, one second, maybe it's not Gzir Shava between Paraduma and Miluim. Maybe it's Gzir Shava between Karbanos and Miluim. Because by Karbanos it says Tzava So, which again, effectively is the same word as Tziva. So wait, to which the Gemara says, well, if you have a choice between making Gzir Shava of Tzava So, Tziva, Karbanos, Miluim, to Tziva, Tziva, Paraduma to Miluim, we're going to choose what? We're going to choose what? Tziva Tziva. That's all. It's only when you don't have similar words that you then have the ability to go and make a Gzir Shava between these words. Also, of course, I just want to point out, we're speaking about like having a choice to make a Gzir Shava. Remember again, no matter how creative or smart you are, you can't make a Gzir Shava, right? Gzir Shavas are, we have a Mesora for them. So the Gemara is making it sound like you could choose, but what it means is just the halachic process when looking at the Gzir Shava to be made, if we choose obviously identical words first. 
Only if there's no identical words does that open the door for Xer Shava between non identical words. The Gemara goes right there. Lechaper, Elumasiyamikipurim. So remember, also going back to the Pasuk of Miluim, the word Lechaper, that refers to the Avod of Yom Kippur. So that, that, creates, that creates the source that pre Yom Kippur the coin is sequestered for seven days. I ve'ema kapar de karbonos. Maybe not. Who says lechaper means Yom Kippur? Maybe lechaper just means general karbonos. And once again, we're floating the idea that maybe before the coin before the coin does any avoda, before any coin does any avoda, he is sequestered for seven days. To which the Gemara says, "Well, how can you do that?" You don't really ever know ahead ahead of time which coin is going to do the avoda. So who are you going to sequester? Who are you going to sequester? Right, it's Tuesday. Who's doing the avoda in the base? There could be any variety of people. So who who exactly are you going to sequester? Setners, even if you want to entertain the idea that a coin before he offers up carbon should be sequestered for seven days, how do you know who to sequester? To which the gemara says. To which the gemara says the baile prisha amri alamalo ni baile prisha. I think it just looks like the, maybe the internet cut out. Okay, so the Gemara says, Nibayle prisha lukulei mishmeres beis av. To which the Gemara says, maybe halacha lemaisa, let's just go ahead and, let's just go ahead and separate out the entire beis av. But let's remember again, very quickly, very quickly. So halacha lemaisa, there are 24 mishmoros, 24 shifts of kohanim, right? And remember again, each mishmar was comprised of multiple bate avos, families. And each base av had an opportunity to go ahead and serve one day in the base hamikdash. So, in other words, I don't know which specific kohen, but I do know which family is going to be on call on any given day. So, just go ahead and sequester that family. Hopefully, they have more than one room. Right? So, just go ahead and sequester that family. So, I could take a particular base av, a particular chronic family, sequester them for seven days. Prior, thank you for seven days prior to the avoda, to which the gemara says, "Donin davar shekavu alozman, midavar shekavu alozman." La fuke karbonos techal yom eistno. So I'll say no, no, no. And we're making this gzera shava. We go ahead and we equate things which have a set time. For example, miluim, the inauguration of the mishkan, had a set time. Yom Kippur has a set time. But we don't include things which don't have a set time. What's an example of something that doesn't have a set time? Daily Karbanos. Well, although it has a set time during the day, is something that occurs every single day. I ve'im a regalim. So he's coming to teach you about the regalim. But say maybe it's coming to say that before a coin offers up anything, any anything on anything on the regalim, which again the regalim have an appointed time. Maybe halacha la the coin has to be sequestered before doing the avod on the regalim. To which the Gemara says, no. No, because Xer Shav is from Miluim. Miluim occurred once during the year. So therefore, whatever we're going to learn after the Miluim is also going to be something that what? That occurs once during the year. As opposed to the Regalim, which occur three times throughout the year. So you'll say, fine. Maybe it will say the halach of sequestering is not a din by all of the regalim, but it's the din just by what? By what? By one of the regalim. So the Gemara says, hey, minayu. So which regal? Which regal is going to have a din of sequestering? Maybe it'll be Pesach because it's the first yom to mention the Torah. First wide line. Or maybe it's Sukkis because Sukkis Baruch is a lot of mitzvahs. And so we'll say, so how are you going to know which regal it refers to? Ella. 
Darnin Prishas Shivaliom Echad, Mi Prishas Shivaliom Echad. Rather, I will say, Miluim creates a paradigm. And what's the paradigm? Seven days of preparation for one day of service. That's the paradigm. So there, and where, where else does that paradigm apply? Yom Kippur. Where, where won't it apply? By Yom Tovim. Because what happens Yom Tovim? Yom Tovim are a minimum of what? Minimum of what? Right, Rishon is the shortest one, which is two days. But the Regalim, at least, Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkis, Shavuos is only one day. But technically speaking, you could offer up their Kabbalahs over a course of seven days. Ve'in donin prisha shiva l'shiva. I'm sorry. Ve'in donin prisha shiva l'shiva. Me prishas shiva liyom echad. Shavuos says, Halacha l'maysa, the Gemara says, the paradigm is seven days of preparation for one day of service. That paradigm does not include the regalim because that would then mean seven days of preparation for seven days of service. So I will say, we'll stop over here for today. So just now we're leaving, we're leaving off a little bit mid-discussion, a little bit mid-discussion. So here's what we know. We know that there is a din ultimately again of Prishas Shiva, seven days of sequestering and preparation for Yom Kippur, seven days of sequestering preparation ultimately for Parah Aduma. We know that the one source we have for this concept is the Miluim, is the inauguration of the Mishkan. What we're trying to figure out, so Yom Kippur is kind of squared away. Yom Kippur is learned out from the word Kapara. We said Parah Aduma is learned out either from Lasos in the Pasuk or from Tziva Tziva. All the Gemara is trying to entertain right now is once you've opened this up to Yom Kippur and potentially to Paraduma, why can't it also potentially include other things? So the Gemara is going to go through the list of potential sequestering situations and ultimately going to prove why none of them work because they don't resemble the paradigmatic example of Miluim. But so we'll stop over and we'll pick up with this new, with this new daf tomorrow. Shalach <laughs> HaVosai.